0: This is the Disability Law Show.
1: Hey, hey, welcome Disability Law Show. Good to have you with, uh, along with us today. Savan Tamarkin, of course, is here. Partner, Firu Tamarkin, LLP, the most positively reviewed law firm in this country. We've got a lot to cover here, so let's get uh, right into it, Savan. Contact anytime, by the way, 1-855-821-5900. Help at disabilityrights.ca. That's the email address we'll get to here in just a bit. Those are already starting to come in couple of uh, different ways you can uh, learn more and reach out as well. MyDisabilityQuestions.com. That is built entirely for you anonymously to ask questions for Savan and his team. And it is completely anonymous. It's free. There is a searchable database, which is uh, a wise maneuver uh, from the creators of this particular website, because now you can search for your questions, see if it's been asked before, save some time. If not, leave it there. It will get answered quickly. And then finally, notations about uh, all kinds of different things, including LTD. These are short, sweet, but they're concise called ltdfaq.ca but want to switch gears a little bit and on the show uh today's event important stuff tips if you've suffered a slip and fall very timely what do you say about that pal
2: hey john yeah no slip and falls are something that happens unfortunately uh, often especially in our climate here in canada uh, the GTA Ontario in general. And, and, you know, now coming out of the winter season, and, and by the way, I mean, the, the weather has been crazy, right? Uh, one day we have snow, another day we have sun and warmth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, it's, it's been absolutely crazy. And and those kinds of weather patterns create the perfect conditions for people to, you know, not have their guards on and and slip and fall. And you know, we're not just dealing with heavy winter season, ice and snow, we're dealing also with sort of the warming up, quick warming up, quick freezing, so black ice uh, conditions. And and many people that contact me want to understand, you know, in hindsight, what should I have done after they speak to me and I tell them about what they can do about their injuries. And I tell them, look, there are a few things that I think everyone should be aware of. If you suffer a, a slip and fall accident, Whether it's on a on a in a parking lot on a sidewalk, you know wherever it is, these are the things you need to do. Number one, you gotta get medical help asap. Now I know that this seems almost too simple of advice, but I can't tell you how many times, John, I've had people contact me months and months later, telling me that you know they slipped and fell, they thought they were okay, they felt some pain here and there. Only to go to the doctor a week later and find out that there was a major issue. You know, like when you have a small car accident and you take it to the car to the mechanic a week later, only to find out that what you thought was just cosmetic damage actually ended yeah. up being a lot more internal damage, you know, worth thousands of dollars. Well, it's really important, both from a medical standpoint and a legal standpoint, to get help ASAP. Go to the family doctor, go to a walking clinic, go to the hospital, go wherever it is you need to go to the same day of the accident. Look, look, I'm not saying that if you have nothing wrong with you, you still go to the doctor. I'm saying if you feel a pain somewhere, if you feel that there is something wrong because of the slip and fall, make sure you're seen immediately. And there are two reasons for this. Number one, you want to make sure you get treated ASAP, right? You want to make sure that you don't have any delay between the time that you see the doctor, between the time you have the accident, and the treatments that you may require, be it surgery, physiotherapy, massage, et cetera. There is a secondary reason though. I can tell you that if you were to start a legal claim for compensation for your injuries down the road, one of the first things that we look at and that the insurance company looks at is how quickly after the accident you sought medical help. And think about this from a logical standpoint. If someone comes to you, John, and says, look, I slipped slipped on ice uh, last week and I still haven't seen a doctor a week later, you would think immediately that clearly the person is not that injured. So there is a perception issue here. If you get medical assistance, medical help, or go get checked out the day of, it just intuitively seems like it is, it is serious as opposed to somebody who just delays going to the doctor. So keep that in mind. Number two, really important, make sure that you get photos or videos oh. taken of the area of the fall the day of. In fact, as soon as possible right after the incident. If you can't do it, get a family member or friend to go. And again, why is that? Because if you start a legal claim against whoever's responsible for the area down the road, one of the first questions we're gonna be looking at is, well, was there negligence? Did they fail to maintain the area appropriately and reasonably? Under the uh, various legislation that we have, specifically, I'm thinking about the Occupier's Liability Act. That's That's the law that we're dealing with occupiers, owners, managers, whoever have is whoever, in charge of the area where you fell, have an obligation under the law to maintain the area reasonably well. What's reasonable? Well, that depends, right? That's up for argument. Uh, they may say, look, we hired a third-party winter maintenance contractor to salt the area and and to clean the area. Well, we have to look at that. What does that mean? Do they come once a month? Do they come when there is, you know, two inches of snowfall? Do they salt regularly? Do they have uh, records of when they came last, right? We have to look at that. And one of the first things we need to figure out is, well, what was the state of the property when you fell? Was it properly maintained? And what better way of providing evidence than photographs and video of the area as soon as possible? If you send someone... To take photos of the area or videos of the area where you fell a week later, that's meaningless. Yeah, I mean, look, we have temperature changes of 20 degrees overnight. (laughs) So it it means nothing. You got to get photos and videos of the area immediately. Now, number three, the incident needs to be reported to whoever owns or manages the property. If you're dealing with municipal uh, property, like sidewalks, for example, you got 10 days Mm -hmm. to notify the city clerk of what happened, where it happened, the fact that you were potentially intending to to claim damages, et cetera. That's very, very important. So municipal party, uh, 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 sorry, property, you have to notify the city within 10 days of the incident. Beyond that, then you're jeopardizing your right to make a claim. The last thing I'll say, John, is this. Look, there are many personal injury lawyers out there. Uh, we... we clearly have expertise in personal injury. I mean, anybody who knows us, who's looked at us, go on our website, <laughs> just check out our reviews, right? Uh, it, we have a ton of experience and a reputation with insurance companies. I myself, as well as many lawyers on my team, have worked for insurance companies in the past. We've defended these kinds of claims. So now that we work for individuals who are injured, we know what to look for. We know how to hit back. We know how to you know, really advance claims on behalf of our clients who've been seriously injured. I'll tell you something else as well, John. Many people, when they come to us, unfortunately, have waited too long. Either they haven't notified the city if it's been uh, an injury that was caused on city property, or they've waited over two years to make a claim, and there's a two-year limitation period for starting these legal claims. So I really urge people out there. It doesn't cost anything, anything, not a cent, to speak with anyone on my team, myself included. If you or someone you know has been seriously injured as a result of a slip and fall or a car accident or anything like that, it's really, really important to understand we will not charge a cent. We want you to have the information you need at your fingertips to understand what your options are. And then you can decide, along with your family, whether it's worthwhile to pursue it. We typically uh, deal, John, with with more serious claims. Uh, so, so you know, if you have fractures or if you have a, a brain injury or if, if you have fatalities that's happened as well, uh, you know, people who are unable to work or have issues working because of an injury now, those are the kind of claims that we deal with on, on our side and our team. So we're very selective. Uh, but the cases we do take on, you know, we, we take them as far as we need to, um, you know, to make sure that the insurance companies involved pay our clients what they're owed.
1: You know, it's interesting. Point number two, I think, is the one that's really become a no-brainer and really easy for everybody. That is take photos and videos of the area. Everybody, almost everybody, except for my mom. Hers is like an old flip phone. But everybody's got a (laughs) phone with them now, right? So it's, it's like you fall, click, take it right away. There's no excuse not to have that contemporaneous evidence, right?
2: For sure. For sure. And you know, now we also have videos, those recorders, uh, cameras that you can install in your car. I mean, I've had cases recently where liability has been disputed. There's been a car accident, very serious injuries. And the other driver for the other car, not my client, but the other one is saying, no, 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 this didn't happen this way. It happened the other way. I wasn't at fault, they say and then my client produces a video because they had this camcorder on their dashboard or or on, on their front window that captured the entire incident. I even had that happen, John, believe it or not, last year with my father. I mean, you know, thank God he wasn't injured, but yeah. but there was an issue as to the dispute. that He was going straight on, on a green light and, a, and another individual was making a left-hand turn prematurely. And that person was saying that my father was at fault. Well, my father has one of those camcorders. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell you, as soon as he produced that, that ended the discussion. So really, if you can take photos or have videos of the area where you fell, or if you have those cameras, recorders on your dashboard, if you're driving or on your window... And you have that. I mean, that ends the discussion, the argument as to who's at fault. And then we can focus on damages. How do we compensate you and your family for all of the injuries you've suffered? All the time that now your family has to spend with you, helping you. You know, and we'll talk about this as we talk about these cases and the emails that have come in, John. But it's critical to understand that when you're dealing with a personal injury case, the compensation is not necessarily just focus on the individual who's injured. It's also on the, you know, the extent of the services provided by the family members for that individual. You know, if you suffered a terrible injury, God forbid, John, and and your wife had to stop working, or even if she is working, but now she's taking care of you and doing other things around the home that before the injury she didn't have to do. Well, guess what? She's entitled to compensation for that. So again, we have to look at all these aspects. And once we look at these things, you know, these compensation claims, I mean, they can go up into the hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars, depending on the extent of the injury. But again, you want to make sure you get photos of the, and videos of the area of the fall or of the car accident, if, if possible. And that's going to, you know, go a long way in helping us make sure you get the compensation you deserve.
1: Yeah, I know we got it. We got a break uh, literally in a minute. I just thought I'd make the point too. And you also said report it to the owner and manager. This is another reason why uh, making that phone call to you guys. And we've talked about this in past shows that it's not always easy. It's not just one person. It may be the manager of a manager of a manager of a contractor of a subcontractor. And that's going to be really hard for the average Joe to dig through that. But that's what you guys can do, right?
2: That's exactly right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Sometimes it's very tricky to figure that out. And you know, when we come back. Maybe let's touch you know touch base on this because I actually want to tell you about a case I had years ago that specifically deals with exactly that. Excellent. Who do you go after if you've been injured?
1: Gotcha. We'll do that. In the meantime, here's the number to reach Savan and the team, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred and email help at disabilityrights.ca. We'll continue. This is the disability law show.
0: You're listening to a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect
1: the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.
0: You're listening to the Disability Law Show.
1: All right, welcome back. It is a Friday and good to have you along here on the Disability Law Show. Reaching out, you know how to do it, one 855 821 help at disabilityrights.ca. Any other questions can be asked through your keyboard. And my DisabilityQuestions dot com. Mark, of course, is here hosting the show again uh, this evening. We want to get back into this and uh, tips about uh, suffering slips and falls. We covered that. We're going to get to some emails, but let's let's talk about your direction and who to contact, who to go after, as far as this is concerned, uh, Savannah. Because it, it can, well, no doubt, it becomes really confusing for the average person, right?
2: it does. And again, whether we're dealing with a slip and fall or a car accident, it's not always clear cut who is at fault. And here's the reason why that's important. Because let me give you a scenario here. Let's say you have somebody who went to the grocery store, and they came out with groceries, and then they slipped and fell on black ice on the parking lot. Intuitively, you think, okay, well, the grocery store is at fault. Maybe not. Maybe not. Remember, we are looking at who is in charge of the area where you fell, who had responsibility under the law to make sure that it is uh, properly taken care of. And in a case like this, it could be the grocery store that's responsible, or it could be a landlord, or it could be a third-party winter maintenance contractor that the landlord contracted with, or it could be another party altogether. Imagine the landlord getting a contract there with a third-party company to maintain. Imagine that company subcontracts to another company. Now, imagine that practically speaking, yes, there is this company that maintains the area, that puts salt, they snowplow and all that. But occasionally, there are people from the grocery store responsible for just distributing some salt. So practically, even though contractually they don't have to maintain, they do maintain. So as you can imagine, this becomes very, very messy. And an individual out there, a regular person like yourself, John, you may not know necessarily who is responsible to pay you compensation for your injuries. And so in that kind of a case, that's where we come in and we do the homework. And it's really critical. Why? Because each one of these parties, the grocery store, the landlord, the contractor, the subcontractor and whoever else, everyone is going to have insurance. And the more insurance companies we can go after, in other words the more insurance companies are involved the potentially the easier it is to claim i mean you know there is a counter argument to that that becomes messy but the point is there are more pockets there to satisfy a claim for damages for your injuries especially if you're right. dealing with a very very you know big claim same kind of thing with car accidents by the way you may have have been hit by uh, by somebody who made a you know wrong left hand turn or went on a red light or hit you from behind maybe that person works for a company maybe it's a company car so now maybe there is a company insurance Right, So again, we have to make sure that we do our homework and our due diligence. I had a case years ago. Uh, this elderly lady, she was 76 years old. She fell when she was walking over a, a bridge. There was an area there. I, I don't remember where, but it was somewhere in the GTA. And there were there were three entities that we ended up going after. There was the municipality. Uh, there was the provincial government, and there was another entity, okay, that was supposed to be taking care of the area. And guess what? None, none of them said that my lady was at fault for the incident. But all three of them pointed fingers at each other. And and I mean, from our standpoint, we don't. I don't care. I care that my client is is provided compensation for injuries, and it was a fairly severe injury to her shoulder. Uh, she was restricted from doing things at home, and she needed home care. It was a sizable claim. But the point is that it's because of our due diligence and everything we did on the back end at the beginning that led us to an eventual settlement that was in the six figures that our client was happy with. So it's absolutely critical, again, not to do this yourself, not to go to lawyers who say that they do these kinds of claims, but to go to a law firm or lawyers that actually have expertise, have the resources and have the know-how to be able to, to deal with these kinds of claims correctly. That's the key, correctly. Many people are going to tell you they can build you a house, but how uh-huh. many can build it correctly, right? Yeah. In, in a way that they, you know, they don't cut corners, that they do things right. And that's where we come in. That's where we shine. And and we're known in the industry. We're known with insurance companies. We have that reputation.
1: Again, reaching out to 1-855-821-5900. Want to get down to the emails that are uh, that are streaming in. First one, uh, Savannah from Nancy. Says, uh, hey, Steven, I fell on ice when I walked out uh, from a store back in January and I broke my pelvis and left ankle. I'm 46 and I just started a new job at a local department store. I haven't been able to go back uh, and I've had to get some uh, help at home with my kids. When my husband went back to complain about all the ice, he was told that this was not the first time this year and that there were issues with the guy who was supposed to salt the area. He also took photos showing all the ice. What can or should we do now? Nice. well
2: this is yeah, this is exactly on point, John yep. right? Nancy, first of all, I'm really sorry for what you've gone through I mean a broken pelvis and left ankle those are serious injuries, and those are injuries in my experience, they typically are you know they can become chronic ailments I mean you know, you may need surgery, presumably you do need surgery, uh, you may have issues down the road with both areas and with other parts of your body that are now going to seek to compensate for any issues that you have with your pelvis and your left ankle. I also don't know, John, how active Nancy is. Maybe she's a CrossFit, uh, you know, somebody to CrossFit and activities and how how that's impacting her and, you know, potentially her family, right? Uh, With her kids, she just started a new job. So there is going to be now potentially income loss. Look, when we're looking at a claim like this, uh, I'll deal with liability in a second. On the photos, which, by the way, Nancy, fantastic that these were taken. Okay, so exactly what I was talking about. Now we have photos of the area. Uh, it's great. On the damages front, I want people to understand it's not just pain and suffering that you are going after that you are entitled to. In, in a case like this, broken pelvis, left ankle, depending on the severity of the injuries depending on whether there was surgery or surgery needs to be done. You could be looking at pain and suffering damages here of $40,000, $50,000, dollars $70,000 potentially, but that's not the end of the analysis. What about all of the you know, potential treatments she's gonna need down the road, physiotherapy, uh, uh, massage, anything else? I don't know if she has benefits through her work. She just started a new job. So she may have ongoing need for these benefits or these treatments, that will be thousands of dollars. Yeah. What about potential income loss income loss? look if she 's supposed to be starting a new job and let's say she 's earning forty thousand dollars a year and she can't work for two years that's eighty thousand dollars right there we're already into you know over 000, a hundred thousand about what one hundred and fifty thousand uh, uh, dollars you know of a case potentially and and it can only go up from there. so a case like this you know you could be looking at compensation of a hundred two hundred three hundred four hundred thousand dollars man. Injuries are not necessarily what they seem. You have to understand that there are many ways to look at this. And, and again, you need the right lawyers to understand what those injuries are, to understand which doctors to hire, to do assessments, to figure out what the extent of the damage is, and what, what, de- what economic damages flow from that. On the liability, so this is the fault element. So we just finished, we, you know, we talked about damages. Yep. And by the way, I can do a whole show just on damages, on, on compensation. But well, let's talk about what we started the show with, which is the, the liability, the fault. Her husband went to complain about all the ICE and he was told that this was not the first time and that there were issues with the guy who was supposed to salt the area. So they know that there is a yeah. problem. They didn't fix it. This is gold in terms of <laughs> information, right? This is this – is, to me, this is a slam-down case, you know? This is a case where she's definitely gonna get a compensation, especially since he took photos of all the ice and everything that was there. It, not every case is clear cut like that. Maybe if uh, in a different circumstance, Nancy, your husband would have gone there, he would have been told, no, no, our guy is excellent. We never had any issues. Uh, and your husband maybe didn't take any photos and it becomes he said, she said. Yeah. That becomes more dicey. doesn't mean you have no case, but it becomes you know more difficult to prove. Again, this is fantastic. Take photos and videos of the area of the fall as soon as possible. Notify the people uh, in charge or who seem to be in charge of the area in writing, not just orally, but in writing. Make sure you make a record for yourself of who you've talked to, the names of the individuals, the employees. The more information you have that you accumulate contemporaneously to the event, the better your case is going to be. And look, John, I'm not saying in every case you have to make a claim. What I'm saying is you need to understand that if you're injured or someone you love is injured in a bad way, like like Nancy here, you are entitled to compensation. There's nothing wrong with going after these kinds of damages if you are not at fault for them. I'm certainly not telling people to just start, you know, starting legal claims left, right and center. I, I, we're not the kind of firm who's going to take on every case. I'll tell you, I've, I've personally, I can tell you, have declined many, many cases, especially when I don't think the person is being truthful when I speak with them. Uh, when I think that the, the injury is, is not too severe, I end up referring them elsewhere. And that's because we focus specifically on the more serious injuries, the injuries like, like Nancy's injuries. You know, where where a person's life and their family's life is really turned upside down because of someone's negligence. And if you think that there's something wrong with this, well, that's too bad. At the end of the day, you're entitled to this compensation by law. And if you don't actually make that claim, if you don't make a complaint, the reality is that someone else may potentially be in your position tomorrow because nothing was done about this. So just keep that in mind when you choose not to do anything about a dangerous situation.
1: Yeah, it's interesting too because you may think at the time, to your point, taking, you know, getting contemporaneous evidence and and talking to you guys right away, you may think, ah, just, ah, it's just a bruised shoulder. I'm fine. And then three, four months down the line, you're like, man, I should have, I should have done something about this at the time because now I'm seriously suffering and it's too late, right?
2: It happens all the time. It uh-huh. happens all the time, John, and, and that's why I tell people, get medical help immediately. Make sure that you go to the doctor, walk in clinic, hospital, make sure you get the, 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 the you know the, the medical help you need, both from a medical standpoint and also for a potential legal case if you choose to pursue it
1: it's all it takes just to walk in and get a record of it at least get checked out but uh with that we're going to uh, wrap for another day you want to reach out to savannah and his team they are always ready for a conversation to clear things up for sure and that number anytime one eight five five eight fifty nine hundred email address we use right there. Thank you, Nancy. We'll get to more next week. Help at disabilityrights.ca. And for any other questions, you can uh, type them into your keyboard at your convenience. Completely uh, anonymous, by the way. Mydisabilityquestions.com. Again, mydisabilityquestions.com. We'll catch you next time on the Disability Law Show.